Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible. You're drunk. The podcast where a couple ex-evangelical folks, now atheist-ish, who are living in sin, pull out their Bibles and tell you how to also live in sin based on what we were taught in Sunday school. I'm Tori, and I was raised hardcore fundamentalist, I suppose, and read the Bible all the way through, cover to cover, King James version. So you know it's legit every single year with my family on top of like, like this is on top of like church and like church Bible studies and like youth group. <laughs> it was great. No, but there were a lot of questions that we just kind of like weren't allowed to ask. And so apparently we decided to start a podcast to ask all of those questions. And I have a co-host. Yes. Hello. My name is Justin. I am also ex-evangelical I, everything Tori said, because she said all the things, all the things. But you, but you were legit. I, you got I a was paycheck legit. for a second. I, I did get a paycheck for it. I, I did not read the King James Bible. <laughs> I growing up though, so that's that is a a black mark on my record. I'm sure the the Lord will chastise me greatly. You know what? Where, what are you? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I will say when I did want to snicker at the Bible, the King James is the one I pulled out. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If you think about the fact, though, however, that when when we get to heaven, we're going to watch a we're going to spend like every single person's entire lifetime, like watching like a camcorder Mm -hmm. recording of their life. Like it's going to take a while for God to actually get to the point where he has anything to say to us. I feel like maybe we could like, I don't know, go play badminton or something. I feel like we're going to be watching a lot of people masturbate. Right. I know. I'm like, this is like, this is a lot of sex scenes. Like think about, think about watching every single fucking time that someone has had sex on planet earth for the last 6,000 years, Mm -hmm. you are going to be in that theater for a long time. That is millennia worth of porn. Way more, way more than millennia. Good God. That's yeah. Even if you skip the sleeping part, which some people believe you can sit in your sleep. So there's also that. So, yeah, we have to watch everyone sleep too. Like right. a third of our time spent in heaven will be watching people. There's no sleep. two times speed in heaven when we're at at on judgment day, which judgment day is like judgment era, <laughs> billions of years. We're just sitting around watching everybody. Trillions of quadrillions of years. Like I can't even like 
at watching every single hour of every single person's life. Honestly, by the time we get far enough down the timeline to watch our lives, I'm going to be like, I'm, I would like to go to hell, sir. Yes. Like, like <laughs> I'm so bored. We, like, we don't have, we don't even have to do it. I'm going to hell. I'm not have even, a great day. I, I'm more embarrassed that I sat through watching all of these other people's lives <laughs> than I am of anything I did in my life. It's great. And this is the thing that I like thought about every day as a child. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, when I, I would make decisions. That. Like, I, I feel like I, I maybe because I, I, I remember growing up as a kid, like having kind of like Truman show type experiences, even before the Truman show came out. But like, yeah. just, just like feeling like I'm this is a television show. I'm being watched like I'm being recorded every moment like, of every day every, is being yeah. written down. And I'm wondering if like, like, yeah, that was like this weird, like God trauma, thing. <laughs> like weird God trauma. Like randomly looking at the wall and talking to it, like I'm talking into a camera. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Because or... well, see, okay. Can I be? Can I be totally honest? Like, I still every once in a while, I'm like, it, I like this. Never happens when I like have unmarried sex, but like every once in a while, if I'm like, hmm, I should like bust out my vibrator or whatever, I'll be like, but God is watching. Yeah, God is watching. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, no, no, he isn't. It's <laughs> no, he's not. No, like <laughs> there was oh this, God. there was a TikTok. Um, we're kind of getting on a tangent, but it's also on topic because it's it's so you know, on topic. Laughing about evangelical trauma. Um, 100%. There was a TikTok or whatever. Like I forget the creator. She's relatively pro- prolific, and it's like this woman, and she like acts out different like body parts, and so it'll be like her brain, and be like, hey, what are you doing over there? And then you know, but. She was, she was, mm-hmm. she was like doing that, but it was like for her masturbating. So she's like, you know, oh, like okay. her, her vulva saying stuff or whatever. Yeah, like it's, yeah. just, it's a funny thing. And then like opens the door and then like, there's like her dressed up as like orgasm or whatever. It like mm. opens the door and starts coming in. It's like, no one move a muscle. Don't do anything. Here it comes. And then like the brain jumps in. It's like, I wonder if our dead relatives can, are watching us right now. <laughs> <laughs> like. That's amazing. This is the stuff that you think about when you have to stress about. You have, have to be concerned upbringing. about this because you never know. Yeah. God is watching. So, and yeah, so I, this is why I feel like that song, The God is a Bit of a Freak or whatever. Like, I mm-hmm. think that was became such an ex evangelical anthem because, like, yeah, you are a freak. Why are you watching? What is me? wrong with you, dude? Like, like yeah. Why are you creeper. so interested? Yeah. So many creepers, which uh, is a wonderful segue to what we wanted to talk about today and our what's up with evangelicals what wtf evangelicals segment yeah Correct. this week in evangelical whatever this week in evangelical is in evangelical land well we may get a jingle someday but maybe not that'd be fucking funny yeah what the fuck evangelicals so it's kind of a big story this week that came evangelicals out evangelicals once again had a banner fucking week a banner week as they are wont to do just lovely and <laughs> and you know i think there's a fair argument i think a lot of people are making like oh we just need to ignore them and now that we're mm. out and i i that is fair yeah i think so i do think though it's like when it's it's there is a certain amount of vindication though when you got kicked out for saying hey this system's problematic right and then shocker it's coming out that it's problematic yeah yeah there is a certain amount of like yeah i wasn't crazy 
I wasn't making this up. So, uh, so in Christianity Today, an article came out this week, published by Christianity Today. I think they were trying to get out ahead of it. Maybe I don't know. Basically, PR. basically that there had been a culture of inappropriate sexual behavior or sexual misconduct in, in the workplace. In the workplace, and HR was not doing its job, or HR was doing its job, depending on how HR functions in your organization. Uh-huh. Um, if yeah. you know, like good HR departments protect their workers. Many HR departments protect the institution. So that's just hopefully you have one of the good ones, but in this case, mm-hmm. it's not one of the good ones. Um, and when, when I say sexual misconduct, I feel like I do need to say that on the scale of me too. Uh, yeah. On, on the scale of like, I'm trying to think the guy, the guy that played Tom Haverford oh, yeah. <laughs> to Harvey Weinstein, yes. like on the scale of Aziz Ansari to Harvey Weinstein, this is more on the Aziz Ansari side of things. Yes, yes. You know, this isn't like, but but still very inappropriate for the workplace. Absolutely. And like adding the levels of like purity culture and church and the fact that you're like, if you're in leadership, you're supposed to be held to an even higher yes. standard than like the normal folks. So, yeah. And that's what I think almost makes it worse. I mean, it's, you know, there's inappropriate touching, there's inappropriate comments, Mm-hmm. there's derogatory things being said in the workplace about how like God made men more intelligent than women, you know, in meetings with women in them. And so like, definitely I'm not saying it wasn't unhealthy or it wasn't traumatic. I just, right. I, I do want to like, when you say sexual misconduct allegations, that's a broad spectrum. I don't want like brush. the imagination yeah. to go crazy. I also don't want to describe it in tons of detail because that could be triggering for people, but very inappropriate for any workplace particularly one that that is named Christianity Today. <laughs> Honestly, it applies. It does. Yeah, I guess it does. You're right. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Um, I think that's where it, it does hurt, though. Like, because mm-hmm. there is still that, like, I don't, it's hard for me to just throw them all under the bus and say, like, all of y'all are abusers even though right. I think maybe they are some of them. Mm-hmm. So I think, oh, okay, Christianity Today, maybe they're not the good ones, but you know, they are calling out Trump. They are calling out bad culture. They are, you know, 10 years late to the party, they called out Mark Driscoll. And then all of a sudden they're like, surprise. Surprise, we had our own Mark Driscolls. Um, <laughs> so it's, but then it's like, oh, no, you too. Like this in some ways, I guess it's like you know, evangelicalism, just it cannot be reformed. It's just yet yeah. another nail on that. Coffin. It foster, yeah, it fosters these, it fosters these spaces that lend themselves to all kinds of abuse, including sexual abuse. And who knows what other, yeah, other kinds of abuse were happening that were going unreported. Oh, absolutely. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the thing that's always, that's always the issue with like being a woman in the workplace or like being perceived as, as a woman or like more femme is that you always have to weigh if, if someone is doing something to me that is like unasked for uninvited, like no consent, is it worth it to say something? Right. Like what could like somebody, somebody could very easily retaliate. Right. Which is really, really interesting. And frankly, it's very, very easy to point 
fingers at men, but there are a lot of women in positions of power who also are protecting these dudes, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like it's, there's just, there's just bad guys. And that's just how it is. It's like, no, there's a lot there. There are layers of protection that these people have and, and, and women are part of that structure. So it's not even a situation of like, oh, like gender solidarity or whatever, you know, but then adding on top of that, like your, your faith, like your entire belief system that is like, I don't, I don't know. Like I've definitely had situations at work where I felt like I needed like maybe I should say something or, or felt like I was being mistreated or lied about or, you know, discriminated against in some way. And, but there's, there's really like, I was talking to my best friend about this like years ago and she was saying like, you can't sue an employer because if they Google you, you come across as litigious and no one will hire you. Like, that's just how it goes. And that's stuck with me obviously. So yeah, there isn't a lot of recourse in terms of like sexual harassment, sexual assault in the workplace. There's just not a lot that, you know, like a couple of years ago, we decided to start believing women and like, we're, we're all, we're coded to not, we're coded to be sympathetic towards men. We're coded to feel empathy for men. And like, those are the stories that we read growing up in school, right? Is it's like, oh, this like, whatever little coming of age story, whatever that is. It's like, it's always a boy and, and like, oh, so-and-so went through this really, really hard. I I, like, I still remember a story that I had to read for reading at some point in my life about this dad. It was this white man clearly because we had racist textbooks, but it was, so it was was this, it was this white dad who the mom died and he, this man had never learned how to read. He was illiterate and he had a couple of kids and there were, there were two things that I still like distinctly remember about the story. One was that one day he brought home a can of peach or not peaches. He brought home a can of pears for dessert, but it was actually potatoes, like, like peeled potato, like canned peeled Mm -hmm. potatoes. And then the end of the story is they had just switched to the childproof caps on medicine and he needed to take something for like his condition and like, couldn't get the bottle open and died because of it. And like, I still, I don't know if this is real. I mean, I'm sure I, I, let's be honest. I'm sure that happened at some point. Right. But I don't, I don't know if this story was something that was, that really happened to this person or this person's dad, but I still am like, I have this built in sort of sympathy for like, old white dudes. Cause like, well, what, what have they gone through? Like, what kind of experiences have they had? Like what made them like this? When it's like, they don't, they don't think that about me. Like they don't even, if like, they don't even see me on the sidewalk. Like I have to step to the other side so that I don't get run into. And so I'm just like, yeah, this is a very, it's like, this is fraught. And then when you throw like Christianity on top of it, it's just like, oh my God. Like there is, yeah. Like you said, there is nothing to redeem in evangelicalism at all like you have to throw the whole thing away yeah and it's like the i don't know how much more evidence we need how much more evidence i need even truly like, yeah but it's like oh you know it's, you know it, it, i honestly we're coded well we're coded to give grace yes like that you know even when they were talking about there was one employee at christianity today that got in pretty serious legal trouble for soliciting a minor, not in the workplace, but right outside of the workplace. 
still um, illegal. Still illegal, both in the workplace and out of the workplace. You know, and he went to jail for that. But when they announced it, Mark Golly, who was at the time having sexually inappropriate conversations of a very similar nature in the workplace, you know, when they announced it, immediately urged for grace and forgiveness for this person that apparently had been known in the workplace to be very inappropriate with women to the point where women were getting together and creating like secret rings and like packs with each other. Like if he shows up in your office, say you have a meeting with me so you can leave. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a problem. So, but your first inclination is to like, let's have grace for this person. Look, they had a spotless record here at work. Well, that's because your HR department didn't record anything. Like the number of times in the article that said like women came forward, HR talked to the person, but they never, HR didn't record anything. That's, that's terrible HR work, honestly, for one, but, (laughs) but I mean, I can imagine if you have turnover in your HR department and then you have a bunch of new people and like, how would you even know a report you go back through like, oh, we've never heard this before. Maybe it was misunderstanding. Like, and that's, that's fair. Misunderstandings happen. You know, you work together with people you know, a, a glance or whatever, you know, I've brushed past people and before in a workplace. And I, I'm, I'm pretty self-conscious of the fact that if I am going to touch someone at work, like brushing <laughs> past them, I'm certainly going to be on like their upper shoulder, not the, like the small of right. their back, you know, right. like, like, sorry, that's intimate, no matter what, like that is, that is not appropriate for the workplace. Unless you're falling into someone accidentally, you're not going to be like, touching the small of their back or like getting your finger caught in their bra strap, whatever kind of weird stuff they're reporting. Like truly that does not happen in normal workplace interactions, even close ones where, yeah, you're brushing past somebody or whatever. And you instantly touch somebody like, you know, touch happens, but it's, there are definitely ways to touch someone as you're walking by them that are completely normal and creating like normal boundaries between the two of you and stuff. That's like, "Mm, that lingered a little too long. Yep. There's, it's not, it's not difficult. That could also be because I'm, I was a personal trainer for a long time. Oh, I'm, yeah. Well, I remember in personal training, they talked to us about touching people. Cause you a lot of times you do to like trigger muscles and things, but they're like, you have to be very firm and very normal in the way you touch people. Cause if you're yeah. like scared about it, <laughs> then that's weird. Or if right. you're like, if you linger, that's weird. So they actually, I mean, they actually did have a very small, like talk about like, this is how you touch an athlete to cue them and not make it weird. Maybe that's just. Maybe so I know how to touch people and not be weird, but or who knows? Maybe the HR department is just full of complaints about me. But that's that's not true. I worked from home for years. No one is touching me in the workplace right now. But yeah, like there's there. I get that stuff like that happens. But when you have this history of quote unquote misunderstandings, that's those aren't misunderstandings. When, you know, and there were reports of him, like after someone would report him, he would go into their office, you know, and said, just come to me next time. Like, okay, so you were aware of it and you're assuming there's going to be a next time. So yeah, you're just, you're being a dick and you're being, you know, you're being abusive or you get off on it or something. And that's just, that's just weird. Like go, go have sex with someone consensually. Right. Like don't be weird in the workplace. I agree. Very, very over dudes being weird at work. I don't know. It, it, it's, it angers me like as a, as a dude, it angers me on a lot of levels because it's not that hard to not be weird. It's not difficult. Like it, like I've have, I have 
good friends in the workplace that are women and femme presenting. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's not hard to be friends with someone of your coworkers and not weirdly touching them. It's, it is <laughs> right. not hard. Like it's not hard. I mean, here's the thing is like, ask yourself how you like touch your guy friends when you're trying to like scoot past them. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, Scoop, boop them on the butt. Black, well, maybe I would boop them on the butt. <laughs> right, but that's fair. Like, that's fair. But, like they're close guy friends <laughs> that I don't at, work with. Probably not at work though. Yeah, not right? at work. Not at work. <laughs> like, yeah, you like try to not touch them, and if you do touch them, like upper back, like yeah, you know, just like yeah. hey, shoulder, hey, yep. hey, I'm behind you, kind of uh-huh. you know, like type stuff. It's like it does not, like oh my gosh, it's not. It is not hard, guys. It is not it's difficult. Not. It is not. And that's like, I don't know what about evangelicalism attracts this kind of person. Like, I don't or what creates breeds, whatever that kind of mm-hmm. person, but I, I'm just so, I'm so over it. It, it is yeah. not, it's not hard to not be weird. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's like the built-in forgiveness for guys in that space. That's very attractive. Right. So if you do get caught, like you said, happened at Christianity today. Like, well, we need to, you know, we need to have grace. Everybody makes mistakes, which is not a thing that women get in those spaces. That it's like, we need, we need to have grace because like she cheated on her husband. Has that ever been said ever in the history of like American Christianity? Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) Right. I'm just saying like, it's, it's very normal for, it's very normal for men to get that kind of like, he made a mistake. And, you know, he needs to like repent and get right with God. And then, but if it's like a woman, just throw her away onto the next. She tempted a good man away. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's all because of the lens that they choose to read the Bible through. Honestly, it's not good. Yeah. Don't be an evangelical. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend. (laughs) And, and I, and I, and I feel like, uh, it literally just makes me feel like, like cringy, awful, angry Yeah, that that men do this and get away with it, but also that women have to endure it. That some of these women endured this for years. And, and this is just one workplace amongst thousands and millions. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Gross. Yeah. Not good. Don't do it. So, yeah, that's really all. Cool. (laughs) That's all you have to say about sexual harassment. Don't do it. Just, yeah, don't do it. And if someone does accuse you of it, like, and you're genuinely innocent dudes, say, I am very sorry. I will not do that again. I'm very sorry. Name the thing you did. I understand why that made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It won't happen again. And and then, and then. And then you have to not do it. Do not do that again. The bar is low. I don't know why I feel the need to spell that out. Well, this point, I mean, it's such but, a problem that you kind of you, apparently people don't know what to do. Yeah, like yeah, like they're like I'll hear dudes saying like, "Well, uh, with this Me Too stuff, I I don't know how to behave in the workplace." Like, what were you gonna do? <laughs> like, what 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 did you do? What was your the, plan up until Me Too? Yeah, like what did you do daily that now you can't do? Like, yeah, why don't we talk about that? Because you think it's fine. You decided it was fine, so why don't why don't we have a little chat? That all the nice things that you do for women that you work with. That now you can't do because of me too. Like <laughs> fuckers. Like I'm so sick of it. Really? Like and and it could come and, for anyone. You're kind of telling on yourself, buddy. Yeah. Like I'm I'm I Justin is not worried. I'm right. like I'm not worried about me too. 
does not bother me at all. If you're not a fucking asshole. Yeah. And and when Christianity Today, when they got a new HR department and then a new president that after Margali got a complaint, he walked up, he went to his office, apparently, according to the story and confronted him and said, like, this is your this is your warning. OK, like, this is an official warning. Like Margali retired two months later. He quit. Interesting. Okay. So like when it, when the hammer finally came down, I was like, you're no longer getting away with this. Like, right. This, there's a new sheriff in town. There was a new mm-hmm. department. This is mm-hmm. now documented. Cut this shit out. Yeah. And he quit. Yeah. Like to me, that tells you all you need to know uh-huh. like about his culpability, his like. Well, and the fact that he knew what he was doing was wrong. He knew it was making people uncomfortable. Like it was just a power play for him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it tells and, you all of those things. And then, yeah, once that power was taken away, you can no longer sexually harass women in the workplace. Well, He's like, I okay, quit. well, then I'm leaving. I'm going to quit. Great. But please remember that I said, don't vote for Donald Trump. I don't care what you said about Donald Trump because he yeah. also abuses people. It was, an, it was an abuser calling out an abuser. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah. You're so yeah. brave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I'm just so mad. So uh, take a drink, everyone. And and take a drink in gladness that you're at least out of that culture. Hopefully. I mean, not that a broader American culture, because it's so influenced by patriarchy and American and mm-hmm. evangelical values, is it's I think feel like it's getting better, but not it's better <laughs> than evangelicalism. Sorry. It's Our, better than evangelical. That's true. I, that's how low the bar is. On a positive well. note, but I also didn't want to like say everything's perfect outside of it. And I really didn't land that plane very well. So just take a drink. <laughs> We're going to do a capitalism. Yep. And um, we'll be back with the Bible code. <laughs> First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth. And this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. All right, and we're back. Thanks for the capitalism break. Appreciate it. And time to refill our drinks. Yep. Because we're going to get really fucking drunk on this episode, regardless of what the drinking game is. Yes, because this this is a ridiculous topic that is it's it's ridiculous in that kind of delightful way until you realize that way more people believe in this than should. Yeah. Did we find out how many copies of this book have even been sold? Oh, if it's a New York Times bestseller, I'm going to... Oh, was it? Oh, I'm okay. Now I, yeah, now I don't want to know. Now I don't want to know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the Da Vinci Code for Christians. Pretty much. That's um, all it is. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a book slash yeah, conspiracy theory called mm-hmm. The Bible Code today. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But we will have a drinking game. Uh, if drinking is something that you're into if not you can do something healthy for yourself um drink but some water drink some water you know do a push-up but you know I, I maybe i this will be one of the few podcasts i do just straight up recommend drinking um, <laughs> uh I, yeah i think for anytime, all of our friends who partake yeah for all of our friends that partake but this is nuts like this, this is, is objectively nuts yeah 
I actually, I think I would say take a drink every time you see this like weird kind of beautiful mind situation in your head where it all of a sudden kind of makes sense why evangelicals are the way they are right now. Why we are in 2022 right fucking now. Yes. Like, <laughs> like this, this is, it is Breaking. one of those weird like conspiracy theories that like you begin to see like, oh, like that oh, is the why pieces are connected. The pieces are all connected. So oh, when you God. get that little beautiful mind moment, kill oh, it with God. some alcohol. <laughs> yeah. If you don't drink, you can pour it on your brain. It's just pouring directly to you on your brain. We're so sorry, except yeah. that we're not. Yeah. I guess, do you want to explain the Bible code and, and, and what it maybe was or how it was explained to you in the 90s? And then yeah. we can kind of go from there. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I grew up like, you know, I was, I was in evangelical spaces, but you know, for, for until I was 12, we went to like these really small house churches that were really into like the rapture, the end times, like low key prepper shit. So yeah, I, did this book come out in like 97 or 98, something like that. 97. Yeah. Yeah. So I like when I was in junior high, essentially. And we watched a lot of Christian TV, which in retrospect, like I wish my mom, I wish my mom and dad had stayed on, on Christian TV as opposed to switching to fucking Fox news, but that's another episode entirely. Well, they're the same Tori. <laughs> there's, there's some overlap, but like, please talk about Jesus and don't talk about how you worship Trump. Like gross, like stop. So yes, this book came out. It was like cutting edge, new Bible conspiracy. Um, and, and my parents were very, my parents were very into Bible conspiracies. Like when they, when they met, um, in like the early 1970s, they were, no, it wasn't the early 19, when they met in like 1975, 76, 77, somewhere in there, they were both really into this idea of the rapture, right? That Jesus was going to come back any minute. Like the end times were clearly happening. Like, look at all of these like riots and protests and like black people having rights and shit. Like that's mm -hmm. not okay. That's wild. <laughs> Like it's clearly a sign of the end times. So, you know, this is what my parents have been, have been into, right? So every time there was, every time someone was like, oh, I figured it out. I cracked the code. The rapture is going to happen on December 27th, 1985. My parents would be like packing their bags ready to go. That's how committed they were. So when the Bible code came out, they were like, this is the shit. Like, this is my stuff. And essentially the idea is, so the, the book came out in 1997, ostensibly the idea has been around for a while that, that there's this secret code that's encrypted in scripture and they do it both in Hebrew and in the English Bible. I'm not sure which English Bible they use. Yeah. I, this, the original book was just the original Hebrew, which right. we will talk about original Hebrew when we talk about criticisms, but just, yes, just so you those know, of you listening. The, the book says original Hebrew. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. I do. So, you know, my parents were very, very into this. They were like, look, this is like predicting, predicting the end times. And it was like in the middle of freaking the left behind series is like kind of at its peak. And, and so we were, there was lots of stuff going on about like, there's these things that we can, that we can know ostensibly. I feel like, I'm not sure if it was last, last week that you mentioned this, but this idea of like the Bible clearly says, but like, there is one thing that the Bible clearly says, which is like, you're not going to figure it out. Stop trying. 
and they will not stop trying. Yeah, they will not stop trying. Yeah. Like, like which is so funny to me. I'm like, this is this is like this is like explicit, deliberate rebellion against mm-hmm. the word of God. And you are still doing it, but whatever. The Bible says there's going to be a great falling away in the end times, and yet they still keep trying to save us. Like, yeah. Just let it happen, bro. Just let it just let us fall away. End times, baby. Okay, so this individual, what's his name? Uh, Michael Brosnan. Yeah. Oh, Drosnan. Sorry. Okay. So the idea is that you get the original Hebrew, which didn't have punctuation. I'm not sure if Hebrew has punctuation now because I don't know. Really really no vowels either, but whatever. (laughs) And so (laughs) I could have meant a couple things. So what you do is you take a section of like the Hebrew Bible in the original Hebrew and you just start counting. And so like, say you decide to count, you start counting on like letter seven or word seven, I suppose. And and then every 50th letter you write down and it's going to magically give you the, the, the date that Jesus comes back. Right. Or, or whatever it is that you happen to be looking for. Right. Cause they found like world war two, they found Hitler, they found the Germans, like all of these things they found, like be using this system of like, Hey, we're going to start at like letter 68 and we're going to count every 11th letter. And all of a sudden we found like twin towers. <laughs> like, so that's basically like the premise, the idea I'm what I'm really fascinated about because I'm, I'm a fucking nerd is the fact that like, scientific literature kind of took this seriously at least in terms of like debunking it at the like at the bare minimum mm-hmm. they, they felt like it was serious enough that it needed to be debunked which is wild to me so that's like how much influence this shit was having on on the world but yeah like this guy was on on like the christian tv on all the shows like giving interviews and talking about the rapture and like the Bible predicted 9-11 and I don't know the Bible predicted Charlemagne like who even yeah. knows right it's just like you can because you can find the, the Bible is big enough that you can find anything you fucking want in yeah. that book yeah so and they would find things like you know Kennedy Dallas mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. and it would be mm-hmm. you know 14 characters K 14 characters E 14 characters right. N. but but like how are you gonna find Kennedy in Hebrew like uh, you know so there's there's bible clearly says justin it clearly says you know but you know they've they've done things like there was um you know in any work of literature of any length you could do the same thing so yeah absolutely they they did the same statistical analysis in like war and peace and they found like kennedy shot head twice (laughs) you know like so like you can you have a large enough book yes you can find some stuff and you can find a lot, and you know, they found Hitler, but it's not really Hitler. It's more like Hitler. Um, like, well, that counts. Close enough. Yeah. It was a typo. And there, there is, you know, I, I will say even like when you say like original Hebrew or I was, I was reading. So this is the kind of research that Tori and I do for you all. I was yeah. reading five star and one star Amazon reviews for this book. Just for oh, yeah. Fun. We weren't going to give him our money. No, absolutely not. So what do you um, want us to do, guys? Come on. Um, uh, but <laughs> like, but there were people talking about like the, the original pure Hebrew, which is that anytime you're using the word pure and Hebrew together. Like, well, honey, that's fraught. Yeah, that, that is a fraught statement. But 
that doesn't exist. Um, right. You know, there are there are Hebrew manuscripts, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Masoretic text and several other, you know, the texts that we use to build the English Bible that we have mm-hmm. are not in full agreement. So like it, it comes down to like, okay, well, which one is the one that makes the Bible code work? Well, the one that makes the one that has the Bible code in it is the one that works with the Bible code. Like, but you can, but you can, like you said, you can find this in any text that is long enough. You can do, you can just upload the entire thing into the computer and then just plug in, like start at letter, like 1,552 and count every 200th letter and you you could you can find a word because like there are enough characters that you can do that so I think that it is really important to keep in mind that this is like not unique to the bible it's definitely not unique to like the hebrew scripture in in terms of like pure hebrew and and so that's how we know i mean and for for me like my my thing is it's like okay well if you're finding these things right like the most popular example, um, kind of after 9-11 was like, oh, 9-11 was predicted in the Bible code. But I'm like, if you're not taking the exact same like chapter and verse in English and Hebrew and finding the exact same words, it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like- I'm sorry. There's like one of them, one of them's talking about 9-11, but then like the other one is talking about what's your favorite breakfast? Yeah. If it, if it says anything at all, you know, and and there is, you know, there's there's a certain amount of, like, I think the thing that made this guy, that, you know, made this guy cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs was allegedly, you know, given this is allegedly, you know, he, you know, Jewish prime minister at the time, uh, Yitzhak Rabin, appeared in the Bible Code when he was first, like, doing his old tests. And oh, it's like convenient. Yitzhak Rabin appeared, but like assassin appeared next, like was the word that made the most sense next to it. And he had not been assassinated yet. And so he wow. like huh. began okay. to think that the you know prime minister's life was in danger. Like a year later, he was assassinated. So like, mm. like, okay, you know, blind squirrels. True. I always, I always mess that. A blind blind squirrel always finds a nut. But I like messed it up because I was going to say a blind squirrel is right twice a day, <laughs> which is like what a broken yes. dog is. I was, yes. I'm really terrible at phrases, apparently. You think, you know what? Drinking. Be honest, like a blind squirrel is right at least twice a day. It's probably, fine. probably. But it's also like, I, I would want to know the methodology. Like, did you put in Yitzhak Rabin assassinate and have it look for that? Because right. then it might find it. Like, so that's. Uh-huh. Like it, it's hard to, if you, the thing, the thing with it, right. Is it's like, you can give it any, any, any number, any mm-hmm. number of spaces, like any starting point that you want, mm-hmm. which is very convenient, frankly. Yeah. The, the equidistant letter sequence stuff, it's wild, but it's a thing. It's, it is a thing, but it's a thing that you could make any work of literature Mm-hmm. of of a particular length if you have enough letters to work with you can make most... frankly i feel like anything longer than a children's book could probably, could probably have a code embedded in it i keep this in mind for when i write my novel but so like you have people believing this like and sincerely and so truly the, believing and it. and tori this is how i found out about it okay so here i am sitting in my private christian school I'm getting mm-hmm. ready for science class where I'm supposed to learn biology. 
and my teacher comes in hot on the trail of having just read this book oh boy and i'm pretty sure the entire class period was dedicated to teaching us the bible code stop stop the the measurable science we don't need to learn we don't do that we don't, we don't do need that. to learn cell anatomy today no we're talking the bible code so that like that's how i learned about it i'm very fascinated by this because a lot of people like more mainstream evangelicalism didn't actually hear about it yeah so i mean so this is this is conspiracy level stuff but like this is part of christian conspiracy theory that yes. there is this this code like so here's the fascinating thing to me and again i didn't i have not read the three books written by michael brosnan this is on really the this, code. can i just interject really quickly that this reminds me of like 89 reasons that jesus is coming back in 1989 and then 90 reasons that jesus is coming back in 1990 yeah <laughs> written yeah. by the same dude <laughs> yeah sorry um, go on continue so the author of yeah, the there's book. a sequel he's also like sold the rights to the book and a uh, christian movie was made the omega code about it so like the omega code yeah i saw that that was on christian tv yeah so apparently one of the movies i was allowed to watch apparently in the next book he dives a little deeper into it and this is what too yeah book or the two. book that's coming out next no the second book he dives okay. into the fact that he believes that the bible code was seeded maybe not by God per se, but by extraterrestrials. And, and he has mounted expeditions to stop. Uh, stop. Are you serious? Like, stop talking right now. Are you what? serious? I'm, yes. Yes. So he thinks, <laughs> he thinks that not only is the Bible code given to us by aliens who also gave the planet earth DNA. He additionally thinks that there is some kind of steel arc obelisk, something in the dead sea region that he is i'm just going to say it again mounted an expedition to find <laughs> unsuccessfully how do you how do you even get a fucking submarine into the dead sea i would like to I know, know. Like you, you can't even the sink. physics <laughs> of that i would like to know the physics of how you get a submarine in the dead sea and and books there is a book that came out not by the same guy but in 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 20 21 about like the bible code and the alien conspiracies surrounding so it, it's like it's jumped from hey god has put things in here to tell us about when jesus is coming back about the future yes to, yeah like straight up ancient aliens yeah the bible code the alien mystery revealed um if you if you all want to purchase it you can it's no! 5.99 don't do it. Um, Check it out of the library. Yeah. Go to a used bookstore. You know, there you it, go. I mean, this this is stuff that came out last year. Um, oh my god! So, oh my god! You know, this is some QAnon shit. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is why, like, this is where my beautiful mind starts working. That like so many of us were seeded with this conspiracy theory stuff. This end times conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know, demons. M- you know, like, like- m- millions of children. Like, th- like think about like, just think about millions, millions of small humans were given this exact same narrative. And like, and even if you weren't a Bible code believing evangelical, mm-hmm. it was still in the culture. So now like, and, and even like Frank Peretti, like, you know, that demons are infiltrating the 
professors at the local oh yeah the university or uh-huh. whatever yeah the university like, like the know, gender studies class is taught all by demons all by demons you know <laughs> like that's a hop skip and a jump away from lizard people truly like, truly not even a hop skip is. and a jump that is right. that is just a that's a, basically the same thing a scooch to lizard people <laughs> scooch <laughs> or aliens seeding the bible with divine uh-huh. knowledge about uh-huh. how to get them to come i don't even know what i don't know what they think the bible code reveals now right honestly. see it's like what's what's the point of of any of this like what are you looking for especially when you get to like define all of the parameters of the thing that you are seeking and for those that only see the bible code as entertainment this book offers you a great conversation icebreaker with people who you would like to discuss ufos extraterrestrials and salvation like it's got all of it okay um, yeah okay anyway whatever i no, but it's like okay i think that this is really interesting because again it was like this is when left behind was like really blowing up right it's like mm-hmm. right at this kind of right at the same time as as all of this and I mean, sin- like I'm, I'm, I mean this sincerely that there, there is when we're talking about people who are looking for hidden codes in like the original Hebrew, right? For mm-hmm. to the extent that we even have access to that, and also like in the English Bible, and then you have people like Jesus is going to come back any minute, and like any time, like the Israeli Prime Minister does a thing, it's like, oh, that was predicted in the Book of Revelation. Like when you think about the millions of people mm-hmm. who were primed for fucking QAnon, like it makes a lot of logical sense. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, it's not even a hop, skip, and a jump; it's a scooch. Yeah, it's just a little bit of a oops. right off the edge. And we have an, we have an, we have a culture that like, that primed millions of people to believe this, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. And that's the like, and and I was like this too, you know. And and I, it's it's, and I still get kind of woo woo about things for sure. That's fair, yeah. But a little woo was fun. There's like a little woo, and then there's like aliens are telling me about the future. <laughs> And impacting how I vote. Oh, you know? that's that's different. That's true. That's very, very different. Like I love I love astrology memes. Like I feel I feel personally attacked every time I see a meme about Gemini. And also has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the way that I vote, the way that I raise my kids, like if I decided to pay my taxes or not. Like mm-hmm. none of those things are affected. I'm like, this is a meme, and it blessed me. The end. Yeah. And and I think that's like, you can have a lightness because your like eternal salvation isn't wrapped up in your astrological sign. Um, Well, maybe it is. You don't know. You can't prove it's not. Well, all Gemini's go to heaven. So (laughs) this is known. Oh Um, God. But like they go to the special Gemini heaven. Like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Can I, can I, since we're talking about like special Gemini heaven, I'm like, all of a sudden I had this idea in my head of like, somebody please go and get all the scripts for the Mandalorian and find like the Mandalorian code and tell me what that says, because I'm very, (laughs) very interested to know what star Wars is predicting about the future. Yes. Actually, if we got every star Wars script, and oh. put them oh, all God. together absolutely for sure like like 
We'd know everything. We would know everything in the universe that there is to know. That's true. After it is known, of course. (laughs) Like, like I bet, I bet if I typed in Ukraine, Russia, Putin, and did Mm -hmm. a little search in the Bible code for that, that would be in there. Or in like the Empire Strikes Back scripts. You could also find it there. I'm sure that I could. Like truly you could, because statistically you can make a lot of words if you have if you have no, if there are no parameters, you can just decide spur of the moment. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm going to just do a straight line through here. And like, maybe it'll tell me, like, maybe it'll say a thing or like, I'm just, that's the thing that like bugs me about it. Honestly, is that they just get to decide on a whim, like, oh, let's look for this thing. And they just pick a, like, you pull, it's like pulling a number out of a hat in terms yeah. of how yeah. they're deciding to find a thing and yeah. that that's what bugs me about it yeah it's like let me find this word any way i can you're right and as long as it seem, as long as it's somewhat equidistant from itself or this phrase is somewhat equidistant so let's say 14 characters you know eh, skip a page <laughs> You know, yes. you know, yes, if we do 14 this. characters, skip a page, 14 characters, skip a page, 14 characters, skip 14 pages, we'll find something. And it's and like and and this is this is why scientific education is so important, because like, yeah, like, me as of what, 13 year old, I don't even know how old I was at the time, mm-hmm. you know, hearing an adult in my life, the the, the science adult in my life tell me that this was statistically significant like i believe that shit and 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 it does sound to someone who doesn't understand statistics or doesn't understand probability that's kind of compelling it's honestly compe- it is a compelling argument yeah, if, like, if you don't understand statistics and you don't understand the scientific method like yeah like that that's something that like you can go and you can you can count those letters out yourself which is Given the circumstances we are in right now in the worst timeline, at least in the U.S., the worst timeline, maybe Ukraine also, God bless them. Yeah, like that's that that feels compelling to people that they can go and it's like, oh, well, I looked it up myself. And I looked at it myself and it was really hard for me to figure out my brain. Like, you know, because, yeah, it is hard to like count in your brain 120 characters or whatever. <laughs> like, like that was really hard. Like God's real crafty. Um <laughs> But like, but, but if you think about it, it literally is just a crossword puzzle. Like that's, that's the entirety of the the whole thing is you're just doing a crossword with scripture. Literally the updated cover of this book is a crossword puzzle. Essentially. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. like I'm looking at it right now Oh my God. on Amazon. I'm not buying it. Does it say anything about like the kind of aliens or is it just like, it was aliens? Just, I think the, the depth that I could go was extraterrestrials. Cause I, I watched Prometheus last week again. I don't, I hate, I hate myself apparently. Like you watched it again last week from like the time before I, you said you watched it. Oh no. The time before that I said that I watched it was last week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The time before that was several years. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. It makes me really angry. I have a lot of strong feelings about it. And so I kind of rage watch it. Mm-hmm. Setting that aside, this is this is basically the fucking premise of Prometheus. Yeah, essentially, yes. Uh, actually, honestly, in Prometheus, they do science similar to evangelical. <laughs> so that hurt me. And I'm like, I'm not even associated with that shit. And that was like, it was like too soon. <laughs> 
Oh man. Yes. In Prometheus, they do science the exact same way evangelicals do science. That is, that is the goddamn truth. Here's, here's a strange worm that we've never seen before. Let me take my helmet off. Let it bite me. Let me let it just, just let it in my mouth. Like you can read in here or you can read, you can breathe in here. It's like, that's a fucking problem, dude. Yeah. No, no, you can't keep that. You keep that helmet on. Like, have you ever heard of bacteria? Like I can breathe bacteria too. Like your poor little nervous system does not know what you were doing. Like put your helmet back on. Anyway, um, why yeah. are we talking about this? I just, I, well, it, it, I feel like it connects. It kind of applies. Frankly, they used about, they used about the Bible code in order to get to the fucking planet that they went to. I don't even remember if it had a name. Like they used the equivalent of the Bible code <laughs> to get there. To get there. Yeah. So honestly, if, if, if evangelicals use the Bible code to build a giant spaceship and. Oh, for go away please, star, I will, please. I will, I will donate money. Yes. I will donate time. <laughs> I will call people. <laughs> I will literally, like, if you want to leave this planet, like go with God. I'm here for all of that. <laughs> yes. Start your. Like you need engines. to start collecting your tithes yes. right now tithes and offerings i'm like i will i will donate to that cause you you going into space like jesus has called you do your thing (laughs) oh man think about Um, the fact that there are going to be like christian missionaries to mars like just because colonizers are gonna colonize there will be christian missionaries mars colonization has already been ruined for me and somehow (laughs) you've ruined it even more tori like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get i'm gonna uh, take a drink I'm going to get a, yes, I'm taking a drink too. Cause I'm going to get, I'm going to get a, a DM on whatever the Ooh. hellscape equivalent of the metaverse is in 20 uh-huh. years of uh-huh. some student I had like wanting to raise money for me to send them to Mars to do a mission. <laughs> evangelize, the evangelize the yes. aliens. Yeah. Some, some youth with a mission or whatever thing to Mars. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I ruined to evangelize Elon Musk. Like, I'm not, I'm not sorry that I ruined colonization for you. Actually, I'm very proud. Mars colonization. <laughs> like, no, yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I need I'm... to find those people. Those are my people. <laughs> the Mars evangelicals. But you can have your own planet. Let's <laughs> go. Oh man. The rapture happened and all the Mormons are gone. Yeah. I, yeah but I, I'm sure, I'm sure it, the Venn diagram of people though, to bring it back down to earth and why this is scary. I think the Venn diagram of, of January 6th truthers, protesters or whatever, the Venn diagram of those people and the people that, and people that believe in the diet and the Bible code is probably damn near close to a circle. The only reason that like January 6th truther would not believe in the Bible code is because they haven't heard of it yet. Yeah. And I'm sure they've, there's been Bible code folks that have done like Trump savior, Lord master. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Trump is in there. It's only five letters. You can find it so many times. It's in the Bible code, like a hundred thousand times. You guys, you just have, you're just not paying attention. This is like a very wake up sheeple moment. Yeah, wake up sheeple. Trump is in there 144 <laughs> times. Like they would, they would fucking do that. God damn it, the, they would the do that. You of that know, joke. <laughs> you know that they would do that. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, only only the like two thousand people that listen to this podcast are gonna know what the fuck we're talking yeah, about. <laughs> yes. But they're gonna be a very happy two thousand people. Indeed. So, yeah, I just I I find the the it's fascinating until I realize that real people believe this. Yeah, and are, and are making political decisions based on it. Like that's the kicker for me. Like if you just believed it and it didn't, okay. But that's that's not how the world works. It's like the people that believe in the aliens are also the people that run the country. Yeah, unfortunately. And and it is it's it's hard because it's also uh because it I hate to say this phrase but it requires a slightly higher level order of thinking to debunk and, and I don't like using that because I I don't it sounds a little bit elitist but I think that that's yeah. also true that if you but I don't I think like when you say higher level of thinking to me it's like certain people don't have a specific skill set in order to like very critically examine like what these what these claims are right mm-hmm. and i think that it i think that it matters that that like actual scientific literature has like studied this stuff right like people have been published in scientific journals talking about the fucking bible code right mm-hmm. And that so was, yeah, it is I, statistically insignificant was the findings. <laughs> but like, yeah, when you're talking, when you're talking about someone who doesn't understand like basic science, you're talking about someone who doesn't understand like really basic statistics. And this isn't like shitting on people. It's we have chosen as a nation to not teach people that. Yeah. Like and that was to a not decision. Prioritize it. Yeah. And, right. And to make it a like, hey, if you're a senior and you're really good at math, you can maybe take statistics, but maybe not in most right. education systems. Like God, why? Sorry. So so yeah, this isn't like to say this is why I don't like to say things like higher level thinking because it is an elitist and but it's like people just don't have the access to the tools. And so when some right. dude comes to your church right and says like, right. oh here's the Bible code and like says a lot of like science sounding nonsense, I don't blame people yeah. for being convinced by that. Right. Absolutely like, not. We have given people no tools to discern like truth from fiction in terms of, of, of the scientific method. And so that's why it feels like it's such a sticky idea when, you know, mm-hmm. your, your uncle at Thanksgiving is like, oh man, let me tell you the Bible code. You know, it's like, I, I don't even know how to have this conversation with mm-hmm. someone because it, it, on the one hand, it is easily dismissible, but almost like the fact that it is easily dismissible it becomes a feature, not a bug to people that are bought into that kind of thing. Absolutely. And and we saw this with COVID. We saw this with, we see this with election fraud or whatever. We see this with so many, so many of these conspiracy theories that are so like 15 seconds of like not even good Googling will get you to the right answer in most right. cases. But because it's like, oh, well, because the answer is so easy to find, like, I do my own research Yeah, on the toilet. Yeah. On On my iPhone. Yeah. And you got to go down like to the third or fourth page on the, you know, on the Google to find the real shit, find the the real answers. You know, this guy's, (laughs) this guy's got this blog and he, you know, he was fired from the CDC 15 years ago and he knows like, stop. And like we laugh, but it's like this, this, this Bible code type thinking, you know, which is like, it's, it's science sounding nonsense is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and there's an appeal to that. Like, I, I mean, I, I remember as a kid, like, 
you know, I, I believed the Bible code for a while, not for very long, but it, it makes you feel special. Like conspiracy theories make you feel special because you know, the thing. Yeah. You're in. And nobody else knows the thing. And, Absolutely. And everyone else. Yeah. You have, you have special knowledge. I mean, this is, I mean, Gnosticism is an appealing idea. You know, it's secret knowledge. Like that's secret knowledge has been like the bread and butter of human civilization and secret societies and cults. That's such a great point. That is such a great point. Yeah. Like the, the secret knowledge piece and, and also this idea of like, we have, we all like human, human brains are primed to find patterns and things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think when you take in, in, when you take in the fact, when you account for the fact that like secret knowledge was, was like, that was the capitalism of some societies was secret, like this esoteric thing that only some people could know. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that were in charge, right? Those are the people that God spoke to. I think when you look at, again, it's like, people, people just aren't given this information, right? Like forget taking like a statistics class, honestly, like forget taking like biology 101 or AP biology, like even just having this piece of information of like, oh yeah, like human brains evolved to find patterns, right? And secret knowledge for hundreds of thousands of years was like a metric for success. Like those are the people who had power or the people that had the secret knowledge. Like even completely separate from religion, frankly. Anyway, you guys, just so you know, like both both Justin and I have read the Dawn of Everything very recently, so this is yes. why we're talking about this. I'm so sorry. You should read it though; it's funny and wonderful. It is truly a delight. I find myself laughing. At reading was, it. I was surprised at how many times I burst out laughing. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's supposed to be funny necessarily. But that like but dry it, British humor. Yeah, come at me. Yeah. Yeah, that is very nice. But yeah, like like we this is yeah, it's a currency. It's it's clout. Yeah. It's, yes. It is, yes. you know, and, and social media clout. Yeah. It, yeah. When, you know, I, I I know the codes. I know the secret handshake. I know the words to use. I'm in the club. I'm in the club, you know, and and that that's that's how we work. That's how our brains work, you know. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to undo like hundreds of thousands of years of evolution i'm sorry and unfortunately now we have computers and algorithms that like can find this stuff for you you don't yeah, have to go and sit and count each letter yeah well the, yeah that can that can do the counting for us i mean yeah we, and you can train an algorithm to do anything you want and they already have all of your built-in biases which is lovely mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah i i say like a google search away a lot of answers are but Google again serves up what you want to see. Yeah. And yeah. and even that piece of knowledge. Like again, I think I think I think arming people with this knowledge that the Facebook that I see is not the Facebook you see. The Google search results I get are not the Google search results you get. I've been drinking a lot cuz that is like the most enlightened thing that I have heard in, in all year. <laughs> like <laughs> but the the Twitter I see is not the Twitter you see, you know, because yeah. Because yeah. again, the algorithm. The, the algorithm is tailored to me. So yeah, it, when people don't realize that, like human, basic understanding of human brains and basic understanding of how companies monetize their platforms, you know, yeah, you get on Facebook and all you see is this QAnon nonsense. 
like, well, that's what everybody believes. It's a like, self-reinforcing this is system. the most normal thing to believe in the world. You know, I, I had friends, you know, they've unfriended me since, but I, on January 6th, I went to the January 6th rallies, you know, and, you know, they're posting pictures of like the peaceful rally, you know, because there was a peaceful rally beforehand. Bef- they, before they, the violence, it was very violence. peaceful. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, this is a good guy with a gun, you know, until he was a bad guy with a gun all of a sudden. Like, right. anyway, the thin blue line of good guy versus bad guy with a gun. But yeah, you know, posting pictures and not believing it. Because, you know, again, the Facebook that they were getting was all pictures of people having a good time at a rally for their president. And it's like, and that's not what I'm seeing. The algorithm has spoken. The algorithm has spoken. The Bible code is among us. (laughs) I mean, okay, but but think about the fact that like the Bible code is just like an OG algorithm. (laughs) That's literally all it is because it's like you read into it whatever your biases already are. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't search for a thing that you don't know exists. So when you go and you look for, you can only find what's already happened. You can't find anything to like predict the future because how would you know to put together a certain set of words? You wouldn't know that. Yeah. Like pe- people have tried, you know, I mean, the, the Yitzhak Rabin thing I mentioned earlier, like mm. I don't have a way to verify if that's a true story for one. But for two, like, okay, maybe that happened once, but it's the whole Cassandra complex thing. Even if it was true, no one believes it. So it's functionally useless. Thanks, God. Yes. Like, yes. You know, so again, it's just one of those things that is is not of use to anyone unless it's a signifier of your commitment. Belief in it is a significant, significant, I can't talk because I'm too drunk. (laughs) Signifies signifies your uh, membership in a group and this is a thing that like is a very this is a very real draw for people and i think that it's okay to acknowledge that i think that it's important to acknowledge that because then you're you're realizing like who you're speaking to and and the way that they're viewing the world and i think that knowing that is kind of essential frankly mm-hmm to having any kind of an impact with someone is understanding like where they're coming from. And I know that this gets really, this can go all kinds of like, we need to sympathize with the Nazis and I'm not going there. Right. I'm just talking about regular people who, yeah, they live, they just live in an algorithm bubble and it's not even their fault. Right. It's just like, there's a couple of corporations that are trying to keep them online seven and a half hours a day. Like that's mm-hmm. the extent of it, but like knowing where people are coming from, I think can have a really really powerful impact in like how you communicate with them. Right. And how they're able to hear you even more importantly, like the things that you say that they are able to hear and understand. So that's just, that's just my day. I think we're a little too drunk to keep this show going. I think we need to shut this shit down. We probably need to shut this down. I, I <laughs> there's no one to cast in the Bible code. That's um, true. That's true. I mean, it's probably it'd be Tom Hanks. They did right. They did make a movie about it. So they did make a movie about it. But if you're gonna watch a Bible conspiracy movie, just watch the Da Vinci Code. It's it's a higher quality. It it will be of a higher quality. And it's at least and it's at least interesting. We should probably do an episode on the Da Vinci Code as well. But that'd be fun. We should do that with patrons. We should just do like a go home Da Vinci Code, you're drunk, and everybody brings their little drink or snack or whatever it is, and we just all watch it together. That would be a lot of fun. We should do that. I'm into it. So, uh, yeah, this has been a production of Go Home Bible. You're drunk. The podcast you're listening to. 
you can find us on the socials at Go Home Bible on either Twitter or Instagram. If you would like to support us monetarily, we would love to have you come over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash go home Bible to get ad-free episodes, occasional bonus content, and a few other wonderful stuff. If if you can't do that, totally understandable. If you could give us a five-star review, that would be super helpful. That's a free thing. It doesn't take much time. Quick review that says like this podcast is great. Five stars would go a long way to help us out. Uh, share us because the friend. algorithm decides because the algorithm decides all and we have to feed the algorithm the tasty tasty attention that it deserves and so or that it craves i should say that it craves uh, yes um and so you know giving us a five-star review is super helps our visibility helps our reach and keeps the show going you can find me at justin d gentry on most of the things and tori is at tori glass on most of the things Yep. Anything else to say, Tori? Well, you should tell them where to find the show. This show? This show. The you one that we're it. doing right now. You can find, I did tell them that. You did? I did. How to find Go Home Bible? Yes, Go Home Bible. Patreon? You yeah. did the Patreon. I did that. Okay, wow. Just now. You're also you guys, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The show is now over. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. All right, bye. <laughs>